But the thing is, we don't do an intro for these episodes. Uh, there's yeah. just there's just dubstep, and then we start talking. I thought that we had some sort of like talking intro. Welcome to the past. If I know one thing about the past, it's that it's cold and uncomfortable. Well. And full of dubstep. <laughs> yes. Dubstep in the past. Um, yeah, the past was an uncomfortable place. In the, so, in past episodes, uh, we made electricity and made electricity into light. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I saying yay? Let's say yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at this. Um, Enthusiasm. I want, no, I don't like it. Don't restart the podcast. <laughs> Cut out the yay. <laughs> Can you make Maybe. the yay louder <laughs> and like add some reverb or something? Oh, I, I, I hate it when they when podcasts do that when they have like canned sound effects that there's like are interspersed and like sprinkled throughout the yeah. recording. Right. Oh, it's bad. You need to do that this week, Simon. Just like add add the audience oh. reaction sound yeah. effects. I'll stop Every listening. time Pete says a joke, <laughs> I can't will, laugh. I will but... unsubscribe from our podcast. <laughs> Pete Pete says something endearing, and usually the audience goes, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. But let's let's get back to the past where there were no laugh tracks because things were dark and cold and sad all the time. Wow. Okay. So now we've we've dealt with the dark. So now we need to deal with the cold, which is usually the, the traditional solution in the past has been fire. Fire's good. Mm-hmm. Fire's hot. But if you're in the same room as fire, you have, A, you have the chance to yourself become on fire, and B, <laughs> <coughs> and, and speaking of coughing, you can also get emphysema. Yeah. Which is, like, being in the same room as fire all the time is, is bad. Yeah. I've got the black lung. Yes, exactly. We, we, we say that all the time whenever, whenever my baby has a cough. Like yeah, mine too. Like, eh, 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 yeah, yeah. I've got the black lung. Yeah. All right. Um, but seriously, black lung, not cool. No. So we don't want that. Why don't we just seriously start? not cool. <laughs> seriously not cool. And, I mean, the, the, the types of things you can burn for fuel are limited if you're in the same room as the fuel. I mean, like, if you want to burn, like, garbage for fuel, like, for heat, you don't really want to be in the same room where you're burning, like, actual garbage. <laughs> like, no. you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to live in the same room as an actual garbage Top fire. Tip. Don't live in the same room <laughs> as a garbage fire. What kind of garbage are we talking about? I don't know. Like, refuse, bones, human waste. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't want to hang out in a room full of flaming human waste. Yeah. That doesn't sound pleasant at all. But, I mean, like, people did. People, well, not human waste so much, but, like, people burned, like, dung for fi- like for heat. No, that's true. Yeah. Which would not be a fun... Anyway, point is, I don't want to be in the same room as that. <laughs> Simon don't like that. So, I think we need to invent, like, central air. What if we just, uh, like, set up an easy chair next to our AC generator and just, like, bask in the ambient heat? Of, of AC generation? Yeah. Is that going to provide enough heat to an entire home i don't imagine it would we have to build it and try who knows no it's not um so what about about geothermal so as long as you live on top of a hot spring everything's great i think there are probably quite a few given that pompeii was hanging out in the center of the roman empire 
again, it comes back to where we are geographically. But so if we're going to avoid that question, then well, I think that's that, if, that's if definitely are, an option. I mean, we could go with a universal the, solution. Then I guess go not. with like the Winterfell solution, or just like pumping hot water through the walls. Yeah, but the yeah. problem with uh, nice, nice nerd cred. <laughs> the uh, the issue with geothermal is you need to dig a hole. And digging a hole in Roman times, I feel like, was probably time-consuming. And you have to dig a hole, like, a long way down before yeah. it gets... Yeah. Big, big, big hole. I mean, you could you can use... Uh, geom- you can use geomatics... Or, uh, not geomatics. Uh, uh, hydronics to get you... Like, if you pump water through the ground, you'll get to a mean temperature of whatever ground water is. Which is probably actually a more... It doesn't matter what season you're in. You get cooling in the summer and heating in the winter. All right. Well, okay. So Romans had heat baths and hot springs and like, yeah, but they were all based on that. Nat- they were geothermal. They were natural. They were had they natural hot springs. Or did they have like like furnaces filled with flaming wood? That well, like the the, the big in? really famous ones, I think, were geothermal. But okay. uh, but like if you were in like some tiny Roman Roman like provincial town, their bath would probably just be a fire. Yeah, so heating the water. So getting back to our initial premise, the idea is that we want to create uh, a universal central heating solution that doesn't necessarily require you to be geographically close to hot springs. Yeah, yes. I think that's fair. Okay, like, I, I, th- I think probably it has to be re- has to rely on fire as the primary heating. I mean, it, it, you could do our a- like our AC power generation to produce heat, and that would be fine, but that like that that relies on whatever you're generating the power with to produce your heat. I like at least you can usually start a fire no matter what like whether it's raining or Whoa. blowing wind or whatever. What? I just realized that we can't create electricity in the winter. Why? Because we were assuming that we were going to be turning a spindle using some kind of source of rotational energy and that was going to be like I don't know water yeah which is frozen or like animals which are unhappy (laughs) stop making problems for us (laughs) but we could heat the water and then use that water in this problem we're gonna have a steam steam generator that is also actually that's not a bad solution yeah if we're if we if we turn our ac generator with steam yeah and then we use that steam to run like our rat like have radiators yeah Yeah. okay so we're using abby so we're using a central boiler model of heating then yep. that works um do we do like a big central boiler for like the whole town that so would be the cool rest of the town okay sure well no i mean <laughs> I, <laughs> screw them oh okay fine they're fine well it's, okay. <laughs> I, it's the nice thing about that would mean that you would only need to maintain one big fire that's so true. that you 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 could have one guy in the town whose job it is to maintain like the fire for the whole town, and that's going to yeah. build up enough like thermal inertia that you don't need to really maintain it all that heavily. Like, well, you just basically like, throw an entire tree into it like once a day, kind of thing. Yeah. I guess it would also be a safety thing. Gotta make sure that people aren't you know running into the fire or something. Well, I mean that that is one of the big advantages of a central heating system is you don't Much have easier. like you, you don't have a hearth, which means you don't have a big like fire in the middle of your house that yeah. your children can fall in. How do you cook if you don't have a hearth anymore? Well, I mean, you've got... I'm assuming you'd still have a personal like, you could, cooking You could hearth. still have a cooking fire so you if you really want to. Basically. We've also got AC power. We could have a nice little like electric griddle. Ooh. <laughs> the, the nice thing about like using electricity for heat is it doesn't matter at all what oh. like the quality of it is. My brain goes in terrible directions when we do these things. Okay. Now all I'm thinking about is like 
we have like just two electrodes and you just put like the food you want to cook in the middle of the two electrodes and it cooks sort of like when you plug two nails into either end of like a uh, a pickle or a hot dog and you, you can make it like in, a light out of it into ac that's freaky but then i'm like okay well I've if you just that. want to put the food in the middle of the two electrodes and it like cooks yeah, so you're you thinking of putting in a, like a whole cow yeah that was where my brain went you'd end up with that's very morbid. very inconsistent cooking because the like the first path like the most best conduction path through whatever you're cooking all the power goes through there and then that part would become very very cooked very fast yeah and the rest of it would not get cooked at all not ideal no it'd be pretty no, much the opposite <laughs> mostly uncooked food isn't ideal i mean if you make an approximation that like the food that you're going to eat is roughly shaped like a cylinder then it's fine Let's not make that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> that was always like when you did like the thermod- yeah, exactly. thermodynamics exam. Yeah. It's like assume that your cow is a sphere. Yeah, exactly. It's a spherical cow on a frictionless surface in a vacuum. Well, you could probably make most food into a cylinder. Anyway, we're, we're way <laughs> off. This is really off topic. I, I think the easiest thing would probably just to cook like you regularly cook. Yeah, with like fire. Yeah, yeah with a barbecue. All right, um, so I'm getting mean, back to HVAC. Yes. So we let's let's. Okay. We are. Our, our, our concept is a central fire with a boiler, mm-hmm. and the steam from that boiler, as it exits, turns a turbine and then goes out to all our houses. So we have central power generation and also central heat, which could be provided by a fire, or if you had already had a hot spring in town, then you wouldn't even need the fire. You could just do it by, like, piping the hot spring vent out through our generator. Mm-hmm. So here's a question that I've never thought about before. Okay. And so maybe someone else hasn't either. Uh, if you have, like, you put this steam through a turbine. Yes. Ha- so, I mean, the turbine is basically blades that are spinning on a central axis. Mm-hmm. And the steam builds up pressure in a vessel, which gives you the ability to turn the blades at a consistent rate. Yeah. The power you're getting that's turning the turbine is a function of the differential of the pressure ahead of and behind the turbine. Mm-hmm. Because you have a, a giant tank that's being heated and then some pipes that are going yeah you, have, you, you you so we have we have our big fire and over top of our big fire we have a big metal tank it doesn't have to be metal i mean it could be made out of stone for all that matters but yeah. it's, it's got to be Clay, a seal whatever. a yeah. sealed yeah. container that is able a pressure vessel yep. so as the water and we got to be able to, we have to pipe water we got to pump we got to be able to pump water in yeah so we need a uh well i guess i mean if, if we if we can deal with breaks in um in operation we wouldn't necessarily have to pump water in all the time but theoretically if we pump water in how do you pump water in back then i would like i'm I'm gonna write that down in our list of things that we need to build is like a high pressure water pump that's what i'm getting to as well because what i'm thinking about is like we, we just sort of like glazed ever so casually over it goes through a turbine and well, what, I mean, and I, can, and I, I, I know how you could make a turbine with like a bunch of like shaped pieces of metal that are attached to a central spinny axis and stuff like that. But then, how do you transmit that rotational energy to the rest of our AC system? Like, do you not put the entire system inside the the tube? Like, you need to be able to have a pressure sealed tube that has the turbine inside it, but then transmits that rotational energy outside of the pressure sealed tube. I don't know. I don't. How do they do this in modern times? I have no idea how you uh, how you turn a turbine sealed bearings, sealed bearings. Like you got the ah uh, okay yeah sealed yeah so you, okay gotcha. So but how do you make sealed bearings in Roman times? We wouldn't. 
Anyway, okay, fine. But let's focus on heat. <laughs> if, if people really want to hear us argue how we would build a turbine, then we can. They, they can let us know and we'll do it. But for now, theoretically, let's say we've you, got... You could probably do it. Yeah, with a bunch of, like, like, like fat and rubbery stuff. You could probably pressure seal something reasonably well. The other thing is, I mean, it doesn't really need to be that good of a seal at the... Like we're we're not we're not looking at to capture 100 percent of the pressure no. like the pressure energy yeah and like it, it, our efficiency is probably going to be terrible but yeah. that's an acceptable thing yeah. like the efficiency yeah. of of mechanical of heat to electrical energy with any generator is terrible yeah. even in modern times and I'm pretty sure with like some straw some daubs some animal fat and a bunch of other stuff you could probably get a pretty good seal on whatever <laughs> shaft is coming out of it yeah um so anyway so you got a pressure vessel we pump water into it. And then you need a pressure, some sort of valve that maintains a constant pressure output pressure so that you can build with just like a, like a flap or um, like a valve with a spring so that at a certain pressure it pushes the spring open and your steam comes out at a known pressure. That, okay. goes, that goes through your, like, like you, have, you have the steam comes up against like a flat plate yeah. and then the plate is mounted to a spring. And so as the pressure inside builds up, it gets to the point where every your PSI times the area of your plate is equal to the amount of force the spring is exerting. And then the spring releases the plate and your steam comes out. Ooh, okay. That's nifty. And so that, that gives you your steam at a somewhat known pressure. You can also regulate it using, um, what the heck are they called? The, the spinny weighted thing well that's a speed control the yeah. uh no oh. it's a speed control but you can also you could probably do the same sort of thing ba- uh yes yeah, a speed control that, right. that would give, that would give us a known speed for, for the, our for the gen- generator for yeah. if we wanted to if we wanted to produce a specific rpm to yeah. make a specific frequency and what the uh, hell is that thing called a flyball regulator something like that i yeah. think yeah um they're really cool they're basically um weights that are attached around a central axis and as it spins the weights move outward on kind of like a hinge yeah. as they move outward they pull um upwards on a valve it's it's as they spin the balls move out because it's higher yeah. uh, the mm-hmm. centripetal force puts them out which actually turns down the amount of steam going into the yeah because the, the balls move outward they pull upward on essentially uh a valve like on a valve uh uh, stem valve stem yeah yeah no and then you but you want they as they go out it slows it down like it reduces the amount of steam so they get yep. to a to a equilibrium point anyway you can, you can map it to pd control actually <laughs> <laughs> we should have an episode just where we talk about flyball regulators because they're pretty cool but anyway um yeah so we got mm-hmm. steam yeah so how do we get the steam to people and what do we do with it once it's there yeah i'm thinking if some sort of piping through the walls or through the floor or uh, it's i'm sorry it's it's referred to as a centrifugal governor centrifugal governor yes the flyball thing yep okay that sounds neater real-time follow-up <laughs> centrifugal governor um all right so then once we have steamed pipes we basically put them into radiators so yes you, so you need something that has high uh thermal heat transfer that you can run in the approximate shape of a heat exchanger, so some kind of fin or that's uh, tough to do. What temper- high surface area? What temperature thing. does lead melt at? Is it under? It's not. Is it under the temperature of boiling, like of steam? I don't know. No. So because you 
No, I don't think so. Okay, because like we know the Romans could make lead pipes because a whole bunch of them died of lead poisoning because they used it for their water system. Mm. So I mean, we could you should be able to do lead piping that takes you take takes your steam wherever you need to go. Does Assuming it, have, it doesn't even have to be lead, it could it could still just be clay. Like you could still just poke holes in in the walls, like you were saying. Yeah, I'm just I'm worried. I'd be worried about like if it cracks and suddenly you've got like burning steam shooting out of your walls then you just use you your, a your, your trusty combination of of daub and animal fat <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, like slap a patch on there that's what they do so, in submarines okay so it's you're you're saying like we just we just build it like build the pipes or build the build cavities into the walls of the house my assumption is that we are building our our, our shared house that we live in in the past <laughs> i'm assuming that we're building it, we're building it from scratch like okay. we're, we're st- that we're, makes sense yeah. we're starting with like no house. here's our outhouse where we have our generator here's our inlet for the stream that we're building our house on top of here's where we um put the walls that have piping through them and this is where the animals live okay um, and the barbecue hut. <laughs> <laughs> okay so then yeah if we can assuming that i really have to look up what the melting point of lead is but it's got to be a few hundred degrees okay google what is the melting point of lead Lead. lead lead i like that it pronounced it wrong <laughs> sorry three, also, 320 my, my phone automatically corrected lead to led <laughs> 325 degrees celsius so okay that's, so that's, that's def- well well over boiling point that's okay. well over boiling so point. As, as long as our steam is not under high pressure then it should boil at like 212 fahrenheit 100 degrees celsius mm-hmm. so you should be okay with lead piping to get it to your house cool and then you feed it into your walls and your walls have hollows um does a wall make sense or the floor make sense? Ooh, I have a, I the have floor a, does make more sense for heating. I have another um, argument that would improve the efficiency of our building, which is if we don't use lead piping, we can use it for hot water also. I don't know how potable it will be after having been put through fire and and Well, theoretically, the water shouldn't come into fire, but yeah. You'd need to have some kind of probably a filter at some yeah. point. Maybe you gra- find some graphite. I'm, they must have had piles of graphite or i don't know we could look just at carbon it's yeah like just activated carbon yeah run, run it through some carbon and then you're good to go or actually no no you know what you do you run it through oh i'm delving back into the mists of my brain <laughs> you put it through um uh it's a spice oregano what there's a spice I, I believe it's oregano i have to look this up again i believe it's oregano there's a spice that's used traditionally in italian pasta sauce that's very highly bacterial Antibacterial, antibacterial and antifungal. I think that's fungal. oregano. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I once, uh, but then it all your water taste like oregano. That's fine. You put, then you put Delicious it Delicious Italian water. <laughs> no, I, like, I literally, I judged a science it's fair. It's fitting. We are in the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. I judged a science fair once, and a girl made a water filter out of oregano and activated carbon for the taste, and it cost her $3, and it could be used all over the world as a water filtration system. It eliminated essentially all of the E. coli that she added to the water. That's cool that she added yeah she went to a laboratory and they added like e coli bacteria and then they tested the water after it was filtered and it was like gone that's wow. neat that was neat anyway so yes you so could do should, some cool stuff with pipes the with <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I i'm not sure if your gain there by multitasking your piping system is worth the fact that then you have to come up with a better way to get steam i think it might be mm-hmm. only because i'm assuming making piping in that era is not easy so 
if you can save time and only have to make sing- one piping system, it probably is worth it. Maybe. I don't know. It's not like you just you don't go down to the hardware store and grab some copper pipe and some gorilla joints or alligator joints, whatever the hell they're called, and put everything together. Yeah, I don't know. Shark, um, shark bite. That's what I'm going to Those think. are cool. Yeah. yeah, but let's not digress a 14th time this episode. <laughs> um, all right. Does it really matter? Okay, but we've established one way or gonna, another. It piping. gets it gets to your house. Yeah, either through lead pipes or you could do you could do a, like a clay something out of clay. The problem with clay is that uh, like pressure vessels, it doesn't deal well with like rapid changes in pressure. It would crack, and rapid changes in temperature. Like that's why metal would a metal would be better, yeah. and lead is the easiest to work with for that purpose. And it's something we know for sure they could do at the time, and they did a lot. So I would that would be my because we don't we don't care about the wa- like the water coming out being lead full of lead it's where, just going to go Where somewhere. does the water coming out go does it just is it closed I think it probably just leach into our into our ground and then yeah. we die of lead poisoning from our pumps Is it a closed um, system? Because I, I wouldn't care if it's a closed system. Um, I don't know maybe. I mean we'd end up with a whole bunch of lead like precipitating into the system then at that point. We'd end up with like a lead lined boiler eventually. We end up with basically our our walls being just infused with poison yep which is <laughs> fine i suppose <laughs> it's called asbestos and vermiculite <laughs> we've done it we've, we've done it several times for a long time <laughs> um we can do better than that okay uh, to go back to abby's quite useful suggestion like 15 minutes ago the yep. floor the floor does make more sense than the walls now that i think about it mm-hmm. and then you get the nice like in floor heating where you like get out of bed in the morning and your floor is nice and toasty well, i'm assuming that your bed's kind of close to the ground because we haven't made really nice beds yet we could have futons yeah so you let's, let's assume right it's on the a ground. single story that saves I, us a lot of effort i really assume it would be yeah yeah i don't know how to build a double two-story home it's in the Roman. Okay, well, here's you, a new challenge you, for us. You go to Home Depot. You buy, <laughs> buy some two by fours. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I like that. So we have a. It, it took us forever to actually say it all, but we have a central boiler, which may or may not also produce electricity. And then we have a regulator valve, which gives us steam at a some, at a safe pressure, which goes through some pipes through i assume underground like we have them run underground Mm -hmm. from to use like the insulation of the ground to keep it hot till it gets to our buildings exactly and our boiler would be in like a central position in town so you're you're always within a reasonable distance of the boiler you're gonna put a a giant presser pressure vessel in the middle of the town well i mean it's it's (laughs) nothing bad could happen it's like the pressure that we're using though is not significantly above like atmospheric pressure oh okay like we're all right we're we're not we're not we're not talking about turning a high speed turbine here. Yeah. We're talking about like turning a paddle wheel on its way like down some pipes. Okay, so it's not like a giant pipe bomb you're putting in the middle of the city. No, no. I don't think so. And and I mean it's pretty easy to put like safety feature yeah. like a safety valve on that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's it, it it could it could theoretically blow up, but no, it's true. It's basically like having a what a hot water heater in your it's house. no more. Yeah, yeah, it's not really any more dangerous than your hot water tank. Which I mean like. The the Mythbusters were like blew up that house with the hot water tank it was pretty awesome. Yeah, but every time they do that, and they've done it, I think two or three times. They need to weld the. Yeah, they, they've got to do yeah. some pretty crazy stuff. So I'm saying like that's we could we could make it at least as safe as our regular hot water tank. Um, and then yeah, that has the advantage of you only need one guy, like mm-hmm. one guy whose job it is to like keep the town fire going. Yeah, or maybe two guys so they can have shift He's work. The town 
fire instead of uh, instead of town crier. I yeah. saw where you're going with that. It doesn't work as and well. Then, and then my brain, I was like fryer, but he's doesn't. Yeah. It's a different thing entirely. Yeah. Go on. It was terrible. No, this, it's just awful. I'm just totally off my game this episode. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. No, I like that plan. And it gives you the advantage of, like, what is currently a luxury in floor heating becomes a standard in the past. We've already made the past better than the present. I know. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I'm, I'm sold. Um, so, f- did we have anything we needed to go back to mention from last episode? I didn't actually look up anything that we were confused about last episode. I don't even remember what we did. We, we- made magnets. That was the only one that I wasn't 100% sure about was how you make a magnet. But I think I'm okay with our explanation was just using lodestones. I didn't bother looking anything up. No. Yeah. Okay. So things going forward, what's what we need to make a pump. We need to make a yep. re- relatively yeah. high pressure pump. We need to basically make, uh, like utilities. So we need like, we need water toilets. Okay. So um, we, we need to be able to pump water both because we need to be able to pump it into our boiler, but also yep. to pump it to people's houses, fresh water, gray water and poison water. And poison water. We got to, okay, so we got to no, go. Actually, it's not poison anymore because we went back to using, we went to using clay, yeah, theoretically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, or yeah, yeah, actually, but part of our, part of our central water should be, so A is pumping water around, but B is also water treatment, yep. which could be, as you say, oregano, but we should do some more thinking about that. Um, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on that note of, why would we bother coming up with better ways to do this? <laughs> why, why did we try not to be in the same room as our poop fire? <laughs> okay. I think, that's, I think that's probably a good place to stop. The fuel we're using to heat the central boiler. Yes. Is that also sustainable? Like, is it, are we going to try to figure out a way to ha- get natural gas or something? Or not, it's not even sustainable. Like, is the fire wood? Like, where do you, I'm going to say I wood. I just assumed wood. So we're just going to chop down all of Fangorn Forest to, like, shove into our boiler? Well, I mean, we can plant, we can replant trees. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's, uh, the, the, the other advantage is this, I think this is more efficient than everyone burning fires in their house oh, and yeah. having all the heat go up the... No, you're right. Like, we're going to produce, we're going to re- use yeah. what, whatever we're using, whether it be coal or, like, wood or, I don't know, bones. Like, it's it's going to... We're going to use less of it than we would individually heating each of the houses with fire. Mm-hmm. I think. And also, you could, if you do it properly enough in terms of how you design the shape and the material for that pressure vessel, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be pretty thermally... Um, not not consistent, but, like, efficient. But not really super efficient. But in, what I'm trying to say is you probably won't need a whole lot of fuel because we could design we could design it so that it burns far more efficiently than an open fire and also yeah. far more efficiently because it's so large um like the problem with a huge fire is getting it going yeah once a large fire is going it's got a whole hell of a lot of thermal mass especially if it's surrounded by um ceramic mm-hmm. like if you put like a giant pressure vessel made of one foot ceramic and you bury it underground with a single entry like entryway where you dump your fuel in yeah like basically, you enclose the fire, mm-hmm. and, you, and then you, then you could do forced air into the fire, which would give you you could optimize yeah. burn temperature. You could you could do all kinds of neat stuff with it uh, if yeah. you, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you'd have a guy there whose job it is to like optimize the fire theoretically, yeah. or a couple of guys. But, we but basically I, built a power plant. 
Yeah. <laughs> My point is that it's it's that fire is probably pretty easy to keep going at a pretty consistent temperature. You're far less likely to have it accidentally go out than like your oh, fire yeah. in your hearth, in your hearth at home kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've we have made a system which is better in some ways than like modern heating systems. I mean, you you only light it once a year. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 like your apartment built like your apartment yeah. building boiler. You're like, "Okay, it's it's mid-September, it's getting cold, we're going to yeah. start the fire." Like the central fire. Mhm. Okay. Is that cool? Cool. Sounds cool to me. All right. So, um if you're angry at us <laughs> or alternatively if you're somehow surprised by how this episode has gone or alternatively feel free to let us if know. you're enamored by our intellectual fortitude um, unlikely <laughs> you can contact us on the internet uh at just give them let's go to facebook let's make that our central point facebook and twitter facebook and twitter slash how do you eng yeah we, we we keep going lots of different places and nobody uses them so yeah facebook and twitter how do you eng and also you can go and get the podcast which you probably already know since you're listening to this <laughs> at a bunch of different places. I always wonder about that when podcasts are like, you can find us on iTunes. It's like, I'm listening. <laughs> I guess if you listen, if you're listening on their website and, website, and yeah. they're like, Oh, oh yeah. I wonder how I could listen to all of your episodes. Yeah, the answer is iTunes. You can also listen to ours on our website. I forgot about that. Yay. Yay.